Hey, Spit and Chicklets listeners, you can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. This episode of Spit and Chicklets is brought to you by Sauce Hockey. We all know that hockey is more than just a game. It's a culture and a way of life. The best players carry that swagger off the ice and are definitely known to have a bit of fun in the process. Sauce Hockey has a full line of apparel that tells the hockey story from every level. Whether you're a savvy veteran that has been around the block or a local legend playing beer league with the boys crushing back brews, Sauce Hockey has threads for you. Sauce has the sickest lids around to make your summer flow pop and your fall flow. Don't even worry about it. And they've even got you covered in the polo department. Their t-shirts are softer than puppy ears and feature fresh designs that will definitely help your off-ice plus-minus if you catch what I'm saying. You'll even find barbecue set made of broken twig and other accessories like their boxers, which are also A+. To make matters even better, the beauties over at Sauce Hockey are giving us an exclusive 30% off discount code with the discount code CHICKLETS. You heard that right. 30% off with the discount code CHICKLETS. Sauce also has the best shirt of the month club out there, which sends an original design from a part of hockey history. For only 30 bucks or less than a 24-pack of Molson, you can get a piece of hockey history delivered to your door. The club has featured storied barns such as the Met Center in Bloomington, Minnesota, the Yale Whale, the Ralph in Grand Forks, and recently did a tribute to Herb Brooks' USA Hockey legend, which is still available on the website. You can sign up at saucehockey.com. So make sure to head on over to saucehockey.com to take advantage of 30% off by using the code CHICKLETS. That's S-A-U-C-E hockey.com, code CHICKLETS. Everybody. Welcome to episode 44 of Spittin' Chicklets, brought to you by Bastol Sports. What is up? Wel- what is up? Welcome back after a one-week hiatus, Mr. Ryan Whitney. No, I was working the real job. I was working the real life. You NHL were. NHL Network stuff. Grinding HL Network. What's up? Say, say what's up, producer Hello, Mike. gentlemen. Oh, what up, Grinelli? Mikey so, Grinelli. Grinelli, you were catching heat for talking a little bit too much? I, I, caught, I caught a little heat. Oh, from who? <laughs> I didn't ca- know I've this. Caught, I've caught more heat on other episodes, but I caught a little heat on this one. Hey, you know what? What they give you shit for? That, for actually hey, talking? People don't boo nobodies, Grinelli. Remember well, that. What the fuck they I like that. Yeah, no, you were, you, like were there to help, you were there to help do the interview. So St. Louis, great guy, huh? Dude, I, I listened to my first time I listened to an episode this this week. Yeah, and you guys crushed it. You remind me of one of those actors who like make struggles and makes is, a movie. Makes me want to puke. But it's, then he, me too. Not not your voice. I mean mine. <laughs> But sometimes you But you remember like an actor who won't watch his own movies. Like he'll make the movie, but then won't won't watch uh, it, it after. I mean, but that one was it was interesting. And and I I just asked you before, but it's crazy how how small he is, huh? Like how, how he was that good. I mean, his legs are enormous. But the first time I was standing next to him, I'm like Jesus Christ! Like, yeah, it's incredible. How is this guy so good? But that a guy his like physical stature can you know become an MVP he was of the all NHL up too. He looked great. Yeah, well he's, he was doing the workday thing. But yeah, he was really good interview. Uh, 
I mean, obviously we're honored to have all I guess here, but that was one I was like, okay, man, I gotta like step up my game. Like I was two hours driving down to Connecticut, I was like taking all notes and because I don't want you didn't be, sleep on this ride. Yeah, yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> I did. I don't want to get caught flat footed at all. But people, I thought he gave some really in- interesting answers that a guy with his hockey IQ would give. Like I just said, you you know the 2011 Game Seven versus Tampa, Tampa versus Boston. I you know was that the most perfect game you ever took part in other than result? And he was like, no, we should have took penalties. And it was like the last answer you would have expected, but it was. It was good. It was indicative of like how, how his mind operates as far as the game. So that was it, good. it was Hot good. Flat stuff. footed would be on like my hockey tombstone. Yeah, <laughs> literally, literally. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be like. Uh, so then, uh, when and you were in Calgary, did you ever go to the uh, cow thing in, in Calgary? But anyways, dude, Thursday morning, uh, we're, we're recording. Obviously, drop Friday. Huge news in Boston. As today. I pulled up, as you to pulled our up, studio, your coach slash studio. Uh, huge news here. Bruins finally signed Pasta just before training camp starts. What will we say? A six-year, $40 million deal. Uh, so he's getting six point six 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 seven million base, six and two thirds million, dude. I'll tell you, very great team, deal for the Bruins. Great deal for the Bruins. Uh, I know they were, you know, well, well reports which you got to take with a grain of salt. Bruins didn't want to come go above six. Pasta, depending on where you read, was asking for as much as eight. I don't know if he really was asking that much, but to get him under seven for the next six years, that's a huge sign. Yeah, and that goes along with them getting Brad Marchant for a really team-friendly deal as well. So I, I think that I, the only thing I'm disappointed about is that the Bruins actually signed him, so I can't shit on him for, for <laughs> yeah. fucking that one up. He had both barrels loaded. I, 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 I just think that um, it was smart. I mean, you, the, the KHL stuff, that's bullshit. That wasn't going to happen. Yeah, you know, the whole rush, and, and that's just kind of... Agent getting in the mix in terms of uh, maybe trying to show some leverage. The leverage really for that Pasternak had, I, I thought, was that the team that, that the public was so on his side. Exactly. So that I mean that is huge leverage when you're when you're trying to figure out a contract as a GM and, and a president and all that. But I do think that it's great for the Bruins because they at least got two years of his UFA. So I think that um, when you talk about them trying to get seven or eight years, which I think most fans would have wanted, is to lock them up as, as long Absolutely. as you could with a kid like this. Uh, it would have been. It would have been four. If he went eight years, it was he was he was giving away four years of UFA money. Uh, that's when you really can get paid. That's how contracts work. That's when those salaries really start kind of going up. So I mean, I think it all works out good. I mean, it really works out great for him. What's he? Is he twenty? I so, think, yeah, he's still 20 right now. He just turned 21. just turned 21, so he'll, he'll be 27, 28, coming off probably, I mean, I would be shocked if he got less than 30 goals. With You know, obviously no injuries if, if there's no injuries. If he got less than 30 goals in any of the next six seasons, I'd, I'd be shocked. So it's a, it's a great sign. It's a great player. Uh, I've heard people say that it kind of makes Shirelli look stupid uh, in terms of the deal that he gave Dreitzile, which I don't necessarily agree with because centers are more important to a team. They make more money. And I think Dreitzile is a better player than than Pasternak. I I think that defensively... Dreitzel brings a little bit more, and like I said, you know, centers are going back into the zone. They're playing D more, and Pasternak isn't. If there's one thing that the complaint is uh, in terms of, I'm, I'm sure management and coaching is that he's not very defensive. Uh, I don't want to say lazy. I don't want to say he's defensively lazy, but he just doesn't seem that interested. Now, maybe that's a young kid who loves playing offense and, and being that guy who can just score. And but we'll see in the next few years if if he takes more pride in that or improves his defensive player and then really becomes a, a steal of, of a deal in terms of his contract. And if he, <clears throat> excuse me, if he's playing with, you know, uh, Bergeron and Marshawn, 
then he, I think he kind of gets a little bit more liberty to not play as yeah, much exactly. defense because, you know, true. he's got two guys who are responsible, so it does give him a little more uh, leeway to, to kind of dilly-dally out there. But, but either way, a huge sign. And, you know, because like, like I wrote my blog last week, like, just pay him the money. Don't overpay him. Just give him – I thought – I said $7 million. I'm surprised they got him under 7 But, like, the last thing this team needs is, A, a distraction going to camp because, you know, like – they got they got Cassidy. They got a bunch of young kids coming in. There's I picked McAvoy's rookie of the year. I think there's a, I think, a positive I think he's, vibe. Uh, he's, there's a bunch of options. It's the fi- kind of the first. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, that's kind right. of the first year where you're talking about there isn't like a clear cut. You know, Matthews line A before that McDavid in terms of who's going to win rookie of the year. This year it's a bunch of guys out there. McAvoy. I don't know if you remember the guy um, Thomas Shabbat who played D for Canada in the World Juniors. He's going to be with Ottawa. He's a great player. A couple guys in the Islanders that host Sang Barzal. There's a lot of a lot of options. Even Clayton Keller from BU on Phoenix. We'd love to have him on. I'm sure we will at one point. But I think McAvoy right now is the guy, just because of what he did in the playoffs, uh, that, that is your kind of early front runner for Rookie of the Year. Now, without playing a game, it's stupid to say. But it's just an exciting time for the Bruins, and that's why they really needed to get this guy signed. And if it was anything, it was the fans that were just going to lose their mind. Grinnell, didn't you threaten to lock yourself to Orr's statue? I, I was going to chain myself to bo- the Bobby Orr statue. I paintballed you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I just think it. I mean, it's good for the it's good for the Bruins, it's good for the fans, and it's a year where it's kind of a big, important year for the Bruins. Like, what are they going to do? Are they going to take a step? They made the playoffs last year. Can they take a step forward? Or well, with him now, at least at least you know their their best roster is actually going to be playing. Right? Did the, the, any potential distractions gone? Plus, if it did drag into it, and you know, the, I I don't think the Bruins front office can really afford too many more PI hits. I mean, you know, no, see, they've had the worst. Trades in the history—it's been a complete nightmare for years, pretty much. Right. So yeah. that's why the, the court of public opinion matters so much, and they—they they didn't fuck this one up. But like I said, you know, he's a guy who wanted to be. Unlike some of the guys they did trade who didn't want to be here, which you know, I think that tends to get lost in the shovel. Like you know, like Dougie Hamilton, he you know they get criticized for that, but that's a guy who didn't want to be here. He signed for essentially the same money in Calgary. He just didn't want to be in Boston. But Pasta was adamant he wanted to be here. The team wanted him so. So it's a good day for the Bruins and their fandom. Um, speaking of fandom, we're bringing in a, a, a guy who we thought was going to be a fan this season, but he's actually going to be uh, back on the booth for the. Well, yeah, ba- he's back nasty. Booth. Paul Bissonnette will be joining us. He'll be calling in, in a couple minutes. It's great to have him. We got to hear actually what he's doing. I, I think he's going to be the radio guy for the yeah the Phoenix Coyotes. He's doing uh, color for the radio. I don't know if he's doing every game. That's why we're going to have him on, and he can he can fill us in on exactly what he's going to. Is the, is, what what button do you press in in terms of radio when somebody swears? Can't you like the, the, the dump button? Yeah, he's going to be just yeah. the. the Biz button. <laughs> they could. Did you actually? They could. They could have used the dump button. When did you hear Portnoy when change the subject when he was in Boston last week for oh, the, clown, the clown stuff? He dropped the C bomb on yeah, WEI. Just a quick, just a quick cunt bomb. Yeah, no they, big deal. And then they and then, did him. And then he also he also swore at Felger later Felger at the game. Dropped the F bomb for local it. for people who don't know. Felger's a local. Kind of clown in, in Boston media. He's probably the number no, one. He's the number one. The number one guy that just guy, yeah. basically stirs the pot. Professional at that. He's great at. So it. Portnoy swore at him. That was great. Also, completely off topic again. I know it, we're we're still in the season hasn't started, but gambling wise, I have ridden the Indians since game eleven. No way, dude. Oh, you haven't been doubling down. Let, let no, ride. I haven't been That'd doubling be, down okay. because now they're minus three eighty every oh, game. Fuck but that I started noise. at game eleven. Wow. And I have just been riding them. So now at this point I'm like, do I go against them? Now they're yeah. minus they're at least minus three eighty every game. Twenty one sh- straight. They're that fucking high? Yeah every game. The other yeah every like I think today the Tigers, if I could look it up, are probably at I, I bet you they're plus three sixty. 
I think it might be uh, Kluber again. It's in terms of gambling, it's one of those things like you just ride the wave. And now, when is the wave going to end? Because if I keep taking them, you start you start just putting up so much bang to win. That's you know I mean? cr- dude. Like twenty one straight in baseball is outrageous. That, I mean, that's outrageous anyway. But in baseball, but dude, three eighty, man. That's, a hockey podcast. That's ballsy. Yeah, no, I have whatever. We talk gambling and pop culture, as it says in the I'm looking at iTunes right description. I mean, I I don't bet a ton of baseball. I you know it's I a have dangerous. Over the it's a dangerous. But the, yeah, well, those lines those lines are crazy, man. I see. I would look the other way and you know take the plus three hundred or three twenty or whatever. Well, they're the only all way. right. So they're they're only minus two hundred one today with Tomlin pitching in Kansas City's plus one eighty six. So that's actually not. Bad, so I'm gonna keep that up going. Fucking keep piling. So uh, across the league today, not every sit, not every team, but a lot of our teams started training camp. Oh today. man! Now, in terms of starting training camp, we got to ask Biz about this. Once the day ends today of the the testing and what ha- what actually happens that first day, the the pit in your stomach you feel before the Wingate stupidest, most miserable test, the VO two, even dumber. Now, what? The, just to explain to the audience exactly. What, okay, so what, we got know. the Wingate test is a bike test. Um, it's basically it's like 30 seconds long, which sounds like it's nothing, but for some reason it's it's so hard. They they add weight as as the ride goes along to see basically how long you can I wish I knew that I wish I knew this one. This shows how much I hated it. Basically they want to see like how much of an output you can put when you're exhausted. Okay. So they see like how strong how strong your lungs and your legs are when you're at like peak exhaustive. Okay. Is exhaustiveness? Ex- exhaustion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exhaustion. Hey, solid, solid. Stay hot wit. Wakey wakey. <laughs> Uh, and then the VO two, the VO two is just to figure out like how yeah. good your like lung capacity is. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Like you could, that and that one, that one, yeah, you, you got put the, the thing in your mouth, you right? Get, yeah, you get thing in your mouth, so you can't breathe, and you got your nose plug. What are you laughing at, Granelli? And then, so basically, that was actually one I was good at. You know, I could do it. I, I was, I was um, in shape at first. I was like a yeah. long distance person. Yeah, Duncan Keith apparently just. Is the, is the number one VO two guy, or he was for a long well, time? Ray Bork too wasn't that his wasn't that his his forte too? Having unbelievable I don't stamina. Even, yeah, I don't think they did this back uh-huh. then though. They did some sort of bike shit. Back but then. this shit, the testing is so foolish, and you've actually seen teams kind of really like take it back a notch in terms of seeing guys get injured. I remember one year, I want to say it was Justin Williams. Who's now in the Hurricanes? By the way, Hurricanes this year. Look out for them. Yeah, toughest division in hockey, but they yeah. they have an improved team. We'll see if they can go out and try to get Duchesne. They're really that would be a got, that would be a huge deal for them. They I've, got what's his fame, face from uh, Chicago? The go uh, Dowling, right? Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. and Justin Williams back there. That's why I just thought him. But I th- I'm pretty sure it was him that tore his, his um what's the thing that uh, Achilles? Yeah, Eric Berry that just yeah yeah. City. So and, and it was in <laughs> testing, and they were like they're like all right, this is just foolish doing some jump test, but once this day ends the best part was uh at least in edmonton actually every team does it you just go right down have a beer burger fries a milkshake you're like all right fuck it body fat you'll get nothing like it let's just go get after it a little bit not after it because you got the first day on the ice but at least you can just crush food after so today's a miserable day but once it's over guys are pumped they're ready to play but now how's there like a returning veteran who knows his team his spot on the team is solidified he's not trying out for anything he's not on the bubble what's like when you were playing what was 
what you know? What is your mentality other than the awful testing? Is it like, I, is it excitement? Is it trepid, like nervousness? Is it like, let's fucking get in, at in it? In terms of the testing, everyone has the nervousness, it, it, especially if, you know, if you're a professional, you don't, you can't be like, uh, yeah, I'm, you can't fake it. Yeah, exactly. I'm Brent Seabrook on the Blackhawks, but I'm, I can do whatever I want because right. that's just not, not how, you know, elite athletes are. Not saying I was an elite athlete well, by I, any means. Yeah, you were. But, Mighty St. Louis but, said you were a hell of a player. Oh, wow, what a guy. That, what a guy. Right? So, <laughs> I think that in terms of the on the ice stuff, though, you're just like, oh, let's get the like get this kind of over with. Not over with, and you're excited that the season's starting, but camps a camps a grind. Yeah, I mean, you're on the ice every day, and then you you know you get. We'll actually have to talk to Biz about this. Yeah, who I think's probably calling. Is he yeah. calling in now, Gennelli? All right, yeah. so we'll we'll talk right. to him about this, and I'll get more into it because I'm sure he has some stories. Because a guy like him. That guy had to grind it out, you know. He had yeah, to show exactly. up. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, so, he's a so perfect we'll hear, guy. To we'll hear about that. Biz. You know, I'm sure he tweeted about it. And now we welcome in our uh, favorite reoccurring guest, Biz Nasty, Paul Bissonette. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Hey guys. <laughs> yeah, back again. Back again. <laughs> what fifth time? Well, yeah, no, at least fifth time for you, no? Uh, third or fourth? I don't Maybe know. third or fourth. We'll check the, it feels we'll check like the game 10, notes, dude. bud. It, check the game notes, bud. Hey, no. uh, but Biz, tell, yeah. us, tell us about your new gig with the Coyotes. What are you going to be doing? Well, I just, I, I got a, a color radio analyst job, which I think is perfect because it helps me, you know, adjust and, and get to know, uh, you know, this side of the business. We, uh, you know, they, they, we have some experienced people here, I'm a, especially a guy like Tyson Nash, who does between the benches and pre and post game um, TV with the Coyotes. So, you know, he was a similar player to me and now has jumped into that role. So he'd be a great guy to, to you know, pick his brain and, and get to know the, this side of the business. And, and also they want me uh, taking kind of an ambassador role. So, you know, going to public events charity events um some some games i won't be in the booth and i'll be schmoozing clients or or whatever so you know kind of a swiss army knife and, and I'm, I'm very excited will you be getting to go on the road yeah i get to travel oh, <laughs> oh. yeah we'll, we'll see <laughs> per diem. what a veteran dude you're still yeah. living life will you be on the team planes too or are you gonna fly some pigeon like commercial airline well, they don't know. I'm just going to sneak underneath. Like, <laughs> we haven't really talked about that yet. So <laughs> just going to kind of jump in one of the players' bags. And yeah. No, the TV radio up. guys, they they typically travel with the team, though, right, in style? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Like Dennis Eckersley no, when he got screamed at by David oh, Price. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That'll be Biz. But Biz so, can knock out anyone who chirps him. So, Biz, are you doing any sort of I'm like... I like the team from Tom Grace, and, and I, not many people will know that joke <laughs> except for Whip. <laughs> so are you... What kind of... Our, uh, <laughs> we need a CB. Gracie, over. I wonder if Gracie listens. He was our team. He was the team, like he was the radio voice and ran like the hotels and per diem for the Wilkes Bear Scranton Penguins. Gracie was a Gracie's an, a, an original man, dude. He's a, he's one in a kind. I'll say it that way. There's gonna there's gonna be like five people listening that are gonna be dying laughing right now. And that's about it. But hey, for those five, you're welcome. And the, the rest will be putting up the voice of the penguins. Team. The voice of the penguins. All right, so Biz, so are you, what kind of preparation are you doing for this? Like, are, like, are you just kind of relying on your personality, or do you like? Is there some sort of course you take, or like, how, how exactly are you preparing to be a, a radio color guy after you know playing for the last decade and a half? Well, I mean. Well, first off, I think just from basically sitting back for most of my career, at least my pro career, and watching a lot of the game is you get to kind of digest and see how plays break down. So, 
I don't have to carry the weight on the radio. I just need to chime in and, and break things down. So I think I'll actually do okay with that. Now that the TV is an adjustment because you only have a certain window to get your thought out, which I guess for some games I will be doing pre and post game television, but, but like anything I've ever done, I'll just, you know, listen and absorb everything. Um, I, I'm fortunate enough to be working uh, um, around people that I'm comfortable with and I've, I've, been part of this organization before and it's all the same people doing it uh todd walsh jody jackson's there tyson nash it, basically everyone who, who is in media with the coyotes when i was playing here is still here so it should be an okay adjustment and and they, they've all been great and all reached out to me so you know i i think it'll be a, a smooth transition but you have to you have to make sure that they fit your snout into the camera picture for tv well, yeah, me and Tyson now, so that's not going to be easy. But they've invented a, a wide lens that the team's purchased in in order to help us out. Uh, so, also, we needed to get a quick kind of recap because have you finished the documentary series you did out in, in British Columbia? Can we get a little update on that? And when will people be able to watch that? Yeah. Uh, I, I believe this episode's probably going to air at the beginning of August, and I, I, we're probably going to stagger them. Uh, beginning of August? Or or sep- what do you mean? Beginning of August? It's September. Oh, did I say August? I meant October. I'm sorry. Okay, sorry, okay, sorry. okay. I got you. Pretty cr- crazy couple months here, Wit. You know, I've been doing a documentary. I don't know if you heard. Yeah, but, no, uh, deal. It, it, it's coming out um, uh, beginning of October. We're going to try to release it before the season gets going, so maybe end of September, but editing and perfecting it's taking you know a while we've basically perfected and, and edited and added the narration to the first two episodes and i for people who don't know what's going on i did a, a doc a mockumentary through bc british columbia uh it's a beautiful province we hit up vancouver the sunshine coast uh whistler pemberton victoria on uh, vancouver island which is the, the capital and uh and of course, Kelowna and Shushwap were Shane Doan's cottages. We've been we've been fortunate to have about fifteen NHL guys jump on board. Oh, really? That so, many? You know, buddy. It, 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 the, the response I got from guys I reached out to: we had Shea Weber, Brandon Gallagher, Seth Jones, Shane Doan, Tyson Berry, uh, Morgan Riley, uh, Boyd mm-hmm. Gordon, Brendan Dillon. Uh, Trevor Linden makes an appearance in it, which is which is obviously massive, especially in, in Vancouver. Uh, Connor McDavid's in it, so Whoa. that's oh, I ever heard of him? Talk about burying the lead. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's an okay player. He's all right. Tom, Not bad. A few things back at Bielefeld camps, but uh, so it, it's you know I, I'm excited to release it. I hope people really enjoy it and and, and appreciate the work we've put in. Now, you've seen, obviously, a lot of Canada in your travels. Is, is British Columbia and the, the pot you saw, is, is, is it the most beautiful part of Canada, or is there, is there another part of the country that, that is actually more gorgeous to look at than there? I mean, there's some beautiful areas, but I would say, uh, you know, for what you can experience in, in a small radius. Now, I, we, we never really traveled longer than four hours, which was a drive to Kelowna and the Shushwap. And, you know, you can, you can ski and, 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 and be you know, on a boat on the ocean within, within an hour and a half. You know, you can be up in Whistler, drive back to Vancouver, you're on a boat. And, you know, Victoria's beautiful, has, you know, beautiful golf courses. You know, the Okanagan's awesome, wineries, also more golf. You know, the lakes, the ocean, it, it, it's, it's gorgeous. I mean, Whit, you've played in Vancouver. 
I mean, in the wintertime, it's, it's a little rainy, but in the summertime, it's, it's hard to beat. And there's just, at, at the city of Vancouver has probably the biggest smoke shows in, I would say, all of North America. Oh. Like, and Cactus Club there. Oh, Yale Town. I, I love, Vancouver is probably the best city in, honestly, my favorite city in North America. That in Chicago. I love it. Would you not agree? Yeah, I would, I would say for a traveling team, that's probably your best bet as far as the, the women are gorgeous. They have great restaurants to live there. It's beautiful. I could see maybe playing there. It would get to you with all the rain in the wintertime, but I mean, you got to bend at some point, right? I mean, it's better than, than getting snow every day. I agree. Sometimes people say rain's, I mean, snow's better. No chance. Snow stays there. Rain's gone. Hey, uh, also, yeah. I just want to quickly change though. Cause we were talking a, a bit before you came on. With today being the opening day of NHL training camps and me kind of giving my like uh, opinion on on testing and how miserable that first day is, can you take us back? Can, can you take us back to to your thoughts going into camp every year with with the Wingate and the VO two and just how miserable that was? Well, just I mean, just your anxiety. Even though yes. you trained and worked hard, you just it just sucks because especially if to do if you have to do both the VO two and Wingate. Because <laughs> the VO2 is a bit of a grind, but then the Wingate just it makes you nauseous, and you know there's a fifty-fifty chance you're going to puke after, and then your legs feel like feel like shit. So I don't know, but but how about the year we went to St. Louis and they had all those vets, and then we got there and they're like, yeah, we're going to not really do much testing, just bench press. Oh my and god, I forgot that we didn't have testing when we were the clown show with the, with the Blues. <laughs> I, I don't know if I've told this story on this podcast before, but I, I was we were both on PTOs going there, and uh, Hitchcock, I'd landed on a connecting flight to go to St. Louis, or maybe I'd landed in St. Louis, and I had a voicemail from him, and it was like, oh, yeah, like, uh, you know, we're not really going to do fitness testing, and I thought he was kidding. So I called him, and I was like, when he said it again on the phone, I, I was like laughing, essentially in his face. And he's like, why are you laughing? And I'm like, oh, like, because like, you're kidding, right? And he's like, no, 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 I've, I've gassed fitness testing. We're not doing it. All the vets said they didn't want to do it. So they, they just gassed it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the best team ever. And that's why I was begging to sign there. <laughs> but I didn't. So, biz- but they used, they used me for two weeks and sent me home. Uh, have you been at, uh, well, uh, I know it just started. Are you going to attend training camp to, like, kind of get a jump on following the team? Is that something you're going to be planning on doing just, uh, you know, kind of, to jump in with both feet with the new color gig. How are the Yotes going to be this year? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I think today they're doing uh, all the, the physicals and, and uh, testing, so they told me don't bother to come in. But tomorrow I'll be heading in, and that's that's going to be a good time when you're watching practice. Just, you know, talk to talk to Tyson Nash and the other media people and, and learn what they do to prepare. And, you know, especially getting to know a lot of the guys. I was fortunate because I played here, and – because I knew a majority of the guys they had in the organization and still do. So it won't be hard getting to know everyone and their background. So, and, and with, to follow up with your question, I mean, man, they have some good young talent. They have a decent back end, you know, depending on if their back end can stay healthy and, and their, if their goalie can play well, I think they, you know, they could be a cusp team on, on the edge of playoffs. Yeah, that Clayton Keller is filthy. I don't know if you've gotten to see him at all yet, but I he's he he could be he could end up winning rookie of the year. He's one of those guys that we we've chatted about a little bit before. Yeah. 
Who do they have? Just, just from seeing him a, a little bit, he kind of reminds you like a little Goudreau. He's, you know, he's got the quick feet and he's got the unreal hands and he just kind of slimy out there where he just finds those little holes. Yeah, and he t- apparently he told uh, when, when he was asking like why teams should pick him at draft interviews, he's like, would you pass on Patrick Kane? <laughs> so I love him. I love him automatically. <laughs> I, I saw him out in Old Town one night. And, uh, and during the summer when he was here training, and uh, he, he's a good kid. I, I love I love when kids are cocky like that. That that means Same they're here. genuinely they know they're good, and and nothing's gonna phase them. They're just gonna get it done. I just want younger players to be cocky like that and just drink occasionally. Don't be a nerd. It's <laughs> all I ask. No, well, yeah. I mean, okay, it, it's it's hard because you know a lot of these kids are you know they're around the game for uh, twelve months a year. And, you know, they're kind of being bred that way. And there is a lot of money to be made these days. And it's a lot more competitive because everyone else is training year-round too. But I agree, man. I mean, I wish the game would have never changed. I'd probably still be playing. Yeah, so actually getting back to, like, when you were playing in terms of training camp starting, was it hard for you? Um, Because for me, I would go into camp and I'd want to, you know, be good with moving the puck and things like that. Like, for you, you you knew you had to go in, ruffle feathers, run some guys. Was that, like, was that... Was that shitty to have to do it against guys that you wanted to play against? Or in, or in your mind, were you like, listen, i got to make every team, um, and was it not hard? Like, listen, I'm going to run this guy over. I don't really give a shit. Well, I mean, it, it sucks in inter-squad games in the beginning camp, because especially for my role. And, yeah. You, know, you don't want to hit your own guys. You're not going to be, like, shimmy-shaking your own players. <laughs> and then even in preseason a little bit, because you know once the season gets going, you're going to be fighting most nights or – you know, running around, so you, you want to save your body. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, for me, for me, it kind of turned on once the season started because you know, to for, to do what I did, it's more putting on that mask every game. Where, yeah, but, uh, and, and even guys you like and you know you'd be buddies with off the ice to be running them and then swearing at them and insulting them from the bench, it's just like it sucked. Now I'm happy it's over. So, Biz, can we can we look forward to uh, Phoenix? I'm sorry, Arizona getting into this Twitter dust up with uh, division rivals L.A. and Las Vegas. I don't know if if you caught it last night, but uh, the Kings tweeted. You know, I think they had a rookie game, and they the Kings pointed out the Golden Knights all time winning percentage is zero, and then the the Vegas <laughs> Vegas shot back with two Stanley Cups in the last five years, and once we got it as the best Twitter account in the league, and now whatever one of those like emoji type things like goofing on them and then the kings fire back with google's vegas golden knights and and they pull up the word wannabe and then vegas comes back over the top with we think if the Kings spent as much time focusing on the salary cap as they did worrying about us they'd have far fewer problems and i think that was a night night for the la kings after that one so i don't know if this is going to be like a a league-wide thing or what yeah, I mean, we, we, we had a discussion yesterday because we had a meeting about the social media stuff. And I, I don't I don't necessarily want to get involved because, you know, when I start insulting people on Twitter, I'll probably get called in the HR. Yeah, you, so it'll be... They kind of be... told, told me to, to... What's that? No, go ahead. Go ahead. What? I said it'll be BizNasty 3.0 oh, at no, that point. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I want to, but you know me. Like, I don't really have a filter. I mean, last week, I... I met some guy at the beach, and, and there was cops talking to us, and and the guy thought maybe the cops were harassing us because we had booze on us, but it was just a guy who, like, you know, was coming up to say hello. And then I made a joke, like, oh, no, we actually 
scrubbed up my ass and, and he was harassing me. And, and then obviously I got a call from the Yotes saying like, Hey, like, you know, that, uh, that's probably not, you know, and, and I was like, okay, I'll take it down. I actually, but that was my last one. I needed to get it. I saw that tweet. I'm like, dude, he's definitely going to have to delete that saying he's got drugs up his hoop. <laughs> hey, oh, oh, actually I was also, I had another question for you, dude. So George Paros got named the, the, the what is it the head of the department of player safety for the national hockey league so a lot of people kind of immediately brought up that that was a guy who played a style like you um have you you have any opinions on that i think he's going to be great at the job uh i just didn't know if you thought it was a little interesting that a guy who who made his living and i'm saying this in quotations as as a fighter um is now in charge of, of safety stuff what he no. did. No, I know. He had to put it in quotes. I don't. Well, know I don't want. I don't want people to think George wasn't. He actually had yeah. had some skill too. So, it, but it's just interesting to see that a guy like that be be in charge of of that department now, wouldn't you say? Well, well, no. I think that's just a premeditated response by most people because they've been, you know, they've been shitting on the player safety department for a long time. I mean, you're you're talking about a, a, a well educated player who, you know, he fought and, and did it the right way. You know, I read something that he'd never been suspended for anything. So, I mean, okay, exactly. so what? He fought, he followed the rules, and, 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 and if anything, every time he was doing it, he was engaging with someone who was willing to fight him back. So, I don't really, I don't really, to use that as an excuse why he wouldn't be effective at his job is just, just it's not very calculated or thought out. It's just a very, uh, it's a very dumb, dumb thoughts to, to that hire. I think he's going to do awesome. I mean, he's. I mean, if you if you've talked to George Paros, you, you can tell he's a very calm demeanor guy who's well educated, well spoken, and I'm I'm sure he's going to take this job extremely seriously. So, I I I mean, I mean so to answer the question, no, I don't see why people think yeah. it's weird. Just, I completely agree. Well, I do, do 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 you know what I mean? Do your do your research and and see what what he's done and how he's a living and and, and his, his track record and and then reply to that. Don't just go to Twitter. Oh, he fought. He's going to be brutal. Great, great higher player safety. Just like wrestling. Well, it <laughs> is. Into it, man. It's the hockey Twitter squids, like that squid at the hockey news, which is why no one really reads it anymore. The Ken Campbell, he's kind of a squid, anyways. He wrote a thing like. Oh, this is a good hire yeah. because the optics are bad. It's like, what do you mean the optics are bad? The guy fucking knows the discipline, uh, you know, the system better than anyone. Like you said, he he played an honorable game. He happened to be a fighter. He's no different than naming any other like former player to the position. It was like, though, if if that's your excuse, the optics are bad. Then you just sound like a fucking squid who doesn't want him to be and, in that job, anyways. Because that's he a went, shit excuse. And he went to Princeton. Where'd you go, Ken Campbell? Fuck that. Well, and yeah, McGilly. It, it, like I said, it's just. But, well, there's there's two reasons he might have wrote it. He won't wants to get the clicks. You don't know, but, but it's just genuine thought. But to me, it's yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's it's too easy. That's the easy response. Like, put some thought into it. Do your research. So, like, I mean, who would he have hired? Yeah. Now, now, yeah, there might be some guys who you know who maybe won the Lady Bing, but those guys might not want to work at the league office. Right. They're probably golfing every day, enjoying their their life because they've made millions. In, in, upon millions, and the guys who had the job before him, upon millions, not, they were. I mean, Stefan Kintal, Brendan Shanahan, those guys all punched faces for a living too. They weren't, you know, like the wasn't like they were like you know. I would go violence. as far as saying, and this is nothing against Brendan Shanahan. I would go as far as saying he was probably a dirtier player than Peros was. Yeah, because because not only did he play more, he you know there's he probably stuck out a few knees and threw a few butt ends in his day where he probably did it more frequently than George Peros did. If Peros even ever did it. 
Good Most point. of the time, Paris would tap you on the shit pads and say, do you want to engage in a you know, punch-in-the-face match? And if the guy said no, he, pro- he wouldn't do it. Bingo. Uh, all right, Biz, oh. we're going to bring it uh, to our r- listener segment, All Right Hamilton, which we field questions from our listeners okay, nice. that we present to you guys. I like you. Let's have Biz go. Let's have you answer first so we don't have to. So you guys threw me these crazy ones. I had no idea what was even going on. Oh, that's the, make me look that, like an idiot. That's the fun of it. That's the point of the game, to make you look <laughs> like an idiot. <laughs> all right. Make us look like right. idiots. All right, so <laughs> so Anderson Good asks, uh, this is by special request of uh, the Admiral. Uh, he asks, uh, cleaner version, why is there a rule that goalies can't be captains? All right, Hamilton. Well, uh, actually, let me backtrack a little, just because this guy, we went back and forth. Biz, basically, this guy was asking why goalies not, can't be captains, and I explained to him that it's a, you know, it's a rule they made because there was one goalie back from Montreal in, like, the 50s who constantly took advantage of it. So they put this rule that goalies can't be captains. But this guy's question is, what do you, as a, as a player or a former player, think of potentially having a goalie yeah, as a captain? Yeah, but Luongo was captain. I mean, but it was unofficial. I thought Luongo was. No, but it was uh, he was the unofficial captain. Oh, they can't captain. wear the C. Right. They no only, shit, they, I didn't know that. They only put the C on Luongo's helmet. He was unofficially the captain. But as far as having it, like if, if the NHL could make a goalie the official captain, is that something you would you would uh, be for when you played Biz? I mean, I don't know. I, I'm a traditionalist, and it just it seems a little odd to me. I guess I really don't have an answer for why I wouldn't do it. But I, I, it's more like their their goalies are in their own little world. Let them just focus on their job. I mean, if I mean, if you can attest to this, if you've ever seen a goalie before a game, you just kind of let them do their thing in the corner. There, there is the odd one that's a little more vocal in the locker room, and that's not saying that there are certain goalies that are essentially the leader of the team. But I, you know, I just think of it, it makes a lot more sense to have a player who who has maybe a little less responsibility of having to play most nights and the entire sixty minutes. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think that more than anything, it's it's so not time not time consuming, but it's so important as it's the most important position. The goalie, um, let him deal with his own things, his own weird, quirky things that goalies do. And also, captains, uh, they usually plan the team parties and stuff. And you don't want some weird goalie playing the team parties. You'll end up having it like Dave and Busters or something like that. <laughs> and not to mention, goalies don't play every night. You know, you, you know yeah. some goalies only play 55 games a year. So that's, you know, 25, 27 games. You're going to have to have another captain installed. So, all right, next question. Yeah, I'm, I, I can all, well, like, and, and to touch on that is like, I think people forget that, you know, playing 60 minutes most nights, I'd say most starters are probably playing 60 games a year. The mental grind that, that ensues in, in, in with that, because if you have a bad night or even two nights in a row where you're struggling, man, everyone's looking at you. Whereas if, if uh, it's like seeing a couple bad games in a row, well, you know, your team might have played well, but there's no escaping a bad couple nights if you're a goalie. Just let them focus on the net. There you go. All right, so Camarelli asks, uh, is training camp all business, or is there time for the boys to rip it up a couple times before the season starts? All right, Hamilton. Uh, usually from camps that I was associated in, uh, I don't, wait, I don't know if you dealt with this, but there, there's like a bit of a grind session. I would say probably six, seven days. And once the team really narrows down, then they typically do you know a little bit of bonding. Whether whether they leave the city that they're in, I know a couple of years we went to Prescott, which is uh, you know just about an hour and a half away from Phoenix, and we went and golfed one day, and and the boys got a little banged up, but it, it was a good you know team bonding session. 
for the season. Yeah, and one and like you said, usually you know, like they make a bunch of cuts, and then you kind of have like maybe thirty guys as opposed to the, when the roster's twenty two or whatever. And then remember in St. Louis, we went out with the boys. We had a time there one night when you get the day off, you can finally go out and kind of blow off some steam. Because yeah, I mean, you you have at least eight eight to ten days in a row where you're just grinding it out, skating, working out, yeah, you know, and getting massages and things like that, not the cool ones. So it's really <laughs> it, it's really it's really like it's really fun. Pre- yeah. the, the coach knows the guy all right, these guys need to go out and just have a good time so that that's actually always one of the funnest nights because it's the first time since you've really seen everyone when you go out as a group and ra rips it up whenever yeah, he feels me, like me, it. Me, i would i yeah i i would to touch on that with i would say is the pr- the problem you probably run into with most coaches who never played uh, maybe don't realize that guys need, uh, you know, they need an escape. They need to get away from the rink, you know, at least once a week. And I'm sure that's probably why the players implemented the, the, the four days off guaranteed a month where you need an escape. You know, you need to go have a few pints, blow off some steam, you know, have a little fun. And then boom, you come back hungrier, hungrier, ready to work. And, and it's just, it's, it's a better situation. Yeah. All right. Yeah. My training camp, I just hope none of my players get hurt and that, that someone comes out of nowhere and, you know, forces the team to add them like Bergeron several years ago. Exactly. That's... All right. <laughs> what happened? No. What happened? Patrice Bergeron, he, no, when his first camp, nobody really expected him to, to make the team, but he was like so dynamic out there that, that he kind of forced the Bruins to, to, uh, to, to keep him on the roster when a lot of people probably oh, think he's... he was going to make it. He's special, man. He's a special player. He's still getting it done. Sure is. All right, next question, Grinelli. All right, so uh, MFH asks, uh, which coach ran the toughest training camp? All right, Hounds. I mean, Tippett, Tippett had some tough ones. We, we had to work so hard because we, our skill level wasn't, wasn't as good as, as the top-end team, so he really stressed work ethic, so we really pushed the pace in practice. And and some of those training camps were a grind. Yeah, I I rem- I, I, I don't think I ever really had one that was too bad. Biz, remember the original Pittsburgh ones? By the way, when I'm talking about like testing and stuff, when I first turned pro and Biz was in Pittsburgh, the <laughs> testing the testing was remember the remember the strength coach there and he, his like foot was he had like one leg like four yeah. inches shorter than the other and he was just like yeah. he was a good yeah. guy. Uh, but we used to he used to be like, hey, uh, push ups and sit ups. Tell me how many you did. <laughs> So you just go over with yeah. another guy. Be like, I did 112 sit-ups and 63 push-ups. He's like, great job. <laughs> so that one was easy. Eddie Olchuk ran a pretty easy camp. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I didn't. I didn't have anything too hard. Do you remember that though? When it was just tell- I never told you this story. Oh, I, I I've never heard your Pittsburgh yeah. camp story. Oh. Okay, so uh, it was my first ever training camp. I was 18 years old. Mario Lemieux was coming back, and he was in training camp and I was in his uh, group session and uh, the other group had already uh, practiced and then we played a game then we practiced and the last team that practiced would bag skate after so it was our turn to bag skate and Eddie Olchek called us in he's like alright guys great practice we're just going to finish off with a skate here and Mario was like hey Eddie and he, and he looked over to Mario and, and, he, and he gave it the like uh-uh, we're not skating kind of thing and he's like alright guys have a great day and I was like what the fuck just happened 
I, I, I couldn't believe I'd never seen anything like that in my life. And, and, and that's when I knew Mario Lemieux, how big of a legend he was. That's such a he power move. the coach on the ice. Uh, uh, actually, Edzo, um, I don't think so. Okay, boys, great practice. Let's go. <laughs> so, Wits. Was, yeah, good job. Have fun at the golf course. Wits, Terrian wasn't a, wasn't a bastard? No, he wasn't. I mean, camp, camp was tough, but I don't ever remember it being like, holy shit, like Miracle on Ice 1980, Herb Brooks camp. Like, it was just, I, I, I personally think that every camp's a grind because no matter how hard you skate, you're still just, you're not, you're not 100% ready yet. I mean, maybe guys are now. I, should, I shouldn't necessarily say that, but it, 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 I don't remember ever being like, this is impossible because of the rule that they have, and that's the three-hour rule. So you can't be at the, is it three hours, Biz, or four? Uh, I think it's three, and and a, a lot of coaches now have adapted, or you're getting new school coaches. Where I would say earlier on in my pro career, yeah, okay, some some coaches were a little obnoxious with their practices and skates, but I mean, if if, if you're a coach and you haven't adapted to the new style, where players one they need rest and they need their gym time because they got to keep everything balanced. So if you're killing them on the ice and, and you're you're you know creating sloppy habits. I mean, you're just shooting yourself in the foot because you're not getting the best production of your players. And some coaches have done a great job of adapting to that. So bagging guys every day, you know, that doesn't mean they're going to be in better shape. That just means you're wearing them down, especially on an 82-game schedule. Yep. And, and also, like, if you want to talk about hard training camps, you talk about Russia. There, there's no three-hour rule. There's no nothing. They could skate you for six hours. They skate you twice a day. And then at the end, they'll have, like, the team security guy punch you in the face on the way out for a little toughness exercise. <laughs> <laughs> have you smoke one well, cigarette for every lap. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why, hey, that, that's, why, um, that's why they're all in the gas over there. They have to be. Oh, the gas, man. That gas, gas was the I mean best. Steroids. Yeah, that's steroids. I think I took some. Yeah. All right, we'll got one more one yeah. more question for All Right Hamilton. All right, so uh, Jim Engert asks, uh, does Bugsy have a chance? All right, Hamilton. Oh, Bugsy. Hey, how great is that? Hey, Biz? Uh, I, 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 he's the best. I, I know that he, he had a little bit of trouble there, and you know some people hold that against him, but he's an unbelievable guy. I think every one of his teammates loved him, and, I wish him the best. So do I. And I think that more than anything, and just having talked to Bugsy uh, just briefly, um, he it's really cool now that his kids, his two sons are the age where they really know what's going on. Yeah. And, and he's he, so this summer, there's a really good uh, summer skate in Minnesota. Uh, they call it the Beauty yeah. League, probably named after you, Biz. But it's a bunch <laughs> of the NHL and college players, and they skate. And Bugsy would just go behind the bench and just hang out, you know. And then he, they needed a couple guys, so he started skating. He's like, I felt pretty good, and his kids loved it. So for him to get a, a PTO, and then the, the, the real chance, and I think this is just me guessing, I wouldn't say that, that this is what he's trying to do, but... He could maybe play in the Olympics. You know, you never know, right? Like, I mean, this is a guy who... Oh, who, yeah. His nickname was the Sandman because he was so slow at the end of his career. But he was a, he doesn't get enough credit for how good of a player he was. And, and he actually says he feels better now. He had some surgery um, to, to kind of help out, like, the this issue he had with like his lower calf and feet in varicose terms of, veins yeah varicose yeah. veins which look disgusting so hopefully his legs look better now but he covers <laughs> them in tattoos anyways so i think that he's just more than anything having fun with it with his kids he's just f- feeling good again he wants to skate and maybe you know you, you get signed to an ahl deal or, or or somewhere along the line and and he ends up being on team usa so that that would be something that'd be amazing for him but i'm rooting for him because as biz said um 
when I think of my favorite teammate of all time, he's, he's, he comes in my head right away with a couple other guys, including you, Biz. So thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, yeah uh, I didn't no problem. Yeah, but like I said, I, I love the comeback story, and I really hope, uh, I really hope he does it. Yeah, I, I think, too, there was a good article. I, I sent it to you. I think it was in the Pittsburgh paper. Basically, what you were just saying, Wits, that you know his kids are older now, and they actually can see him play. And I think he, I think he's probably doing it because he never really got like proper closure from, you know, exactly. he, he kind of, right. his contract right. ran out. He, he got, right. the, uh, you know, he got the, the, the situation, he got arrested, and, you know, kind of probably left a bad taste in his mouth. So now he, he's got a PTO. Yeah. If he makes it, then it's a fantastic story, you know, I mean, which is going to be tough. He's, got, he's older. He hasn't skated. It's a, it's a league that's gotten faster and younger. And if he doesn't then you know like you say he may get an ahl contract he may get an olympic deal or if he doesn't get that he can say you know what i i threw my last shot here i gave everything i had now i know i can i'm done and i think it's you know no matter how it ends i think it'll be good for him because he'll either end up with a job or he'll end up knowing that you know he gave he gave his his last great shot at it and everyone makes mistakes i mean he had he had that issue you think i'm gonna judge a guy for getting pinched with a little duffer in his pocket (laughs) you got the wrong fucking guy here you know and that'll end this All Right Hamilton section. <laughs> this week's All Right Hamilton was brought to you by MyBookie. I wanted to talk to you guys about our friends at MyBookie.ag, the number one rated online sports action site for three straight years. I've been cashing out in the reg on the MLB action like the Cleveland Indians. They offer that stuff every day. You can also score big on the NFL, which just started week one last week, and any big fights that are coming like we just had May- Mayweather, um, McGregor, you know who's going to win, right? So you want to put your money where your mouth is. Lay down some cash and win big today. Join thousands of online players just like me and Wits here and start betting at my bookie. Sign up, collect 100% bonus, and double your bankroll on the house. Just use the promo code SPIT to get started today. That's promo code SPIT, S-P-I-T. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me, and my bookie pays me out, and that's what we care about as, as gamers and players. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. You're wasting your time betting anywhere else. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new best-in-class mobile website that makes wagering on the go a breeze. And unlike some other websites you might find, my bookie offers fast, no-hassle payouts when you win. So join now and my bookie dot my bookie match your deposit up to a hundred percent bonus. Use the promo code SPIT S P I T to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today or call eight four four nine hundred bets. You play, you win, you get paid. Expert or rookie, you got to check out my bookie. Sign up today. Biz, thanks so much, dude. We're really excited for for this year with you with the Coyotes, and also um, when that doc- mockumentary comes out about BC, we'll be plugging that thing away, and I'm excited to watch it. So thanks so much, man. That interview with Paul Bissonette, aka Biz Nasty, is brought to you by DraftKings. Week one is in the books, but it's not too late to get closer to the game you love with DraftKings One Week Fantasy Football. Every week it's an option. This Sunday, DraftKings is hosting a $100,000 Pick'em contest that is totally free to enter. That's right, free. Pick'em is the newest way to play one-week fantasy football. Drafting your team is faster than ever. DraftKings has organized players into eight tiers. All you have to do is select one player from each tier. It's so easy. It takes 25 seconds. Choose between public contests with big cash prizes or private contests where you can compete against a group of your friends. That's the best part. You make you and your 10 buddies can make make one as many as you want. It's fun. DraftKings also has beginner and casual contests where you'll play against people of similar skill level. The best part is you get to draft a new team each week without any commitment. Just do it when you want. 
So go to DraftKings.com now and use the promo code CHICKLETS, E-H-I-C-L-E-T-S, to play in DraftKings' free contest with $100,000 in total prizes this Sunday. That's promo code CHICKLETS to compete for your share of $100,000 in total prizes. The contest is totally free to enter. Why wouldn't you do it? DraftKings, the game inside the game. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Once again, huge thanks for our boy Biz Nasty, Paul Bissonnette, for joining us. Uh, yeah, um, and we just appreciate you know Biz coming on. This is as we we keep saying, it's been a slow type of time of year. We've had yeah. some good guys in the summer, but I I hope all you listeners stick stick with us because yeah. once the season gets going, we'll be back to normal in terms of stuff to talk about, league happenings, uh, getting some more interviews. So um, Pump Biz could come on. I'm happy for him. He it seems like. You don't really, really think of how many guys can can kind of struggle from ending their playing career into what they're going to do next. And business just showing how 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 good it's been for him, how easy it's been for him, just moving on. And I think it, it's funny he mentioned Tyson Nash twice. He, if you get to watch any Coyotes games, he's their regular color guy for TV. He's hilarious. Yeah, he is. Hilarious. He's constantly yeah. dropping one liners. He was a hilarious guy when he played. Teammates love him. So have him him doing the TV and Biz doing the radio. Uh, that's a pretty funny broadcast to get to listen to. Yeah, definitely be hilarious. So again, thanks to him. And like you said, what's you know it's it's dry season right now, sort of, but. Training camp starting, stories picking up, and once they, obviously once they're playing, that's what we talk about is is the game. So uh, we do got a couple more. I mean, I think we play to win the game. Three we yeah, three weeks we got. I think before uh, things kick off, we do got a couple couple more interviews and in guys from uh, the other conference. Believe it or not, I know that's a chirp, but we don't have enough Western Conference guys. But we got some good good shit in the pipeline. So thanks for listening and uh, enjoy. And we'll be uh, we'll be in touch. East Coast bias. Peace, Peace out. Podcast One. We love hearing from you. We read every tweet and comment you send our way. So don't miss your chance to take our summer listener survey. Just go to podcastone.com and click on the survey banner or go to podcastone.com slash my survey. It only takes a few minutes and it gives you the opportunity to make a direct impact on your favorite shows. Tell us how you really feel so we can get to know you better. We value your thoughts and participation. So check out the survey at podcastone.com slash my survey or click on the survey banner on podcast one dot com.